Welcome to the And She Did podcast with Annette Copeland. You're going to hear some amazing stories from some incredible women who are making a difference by discovering their unique power and using it for good. My goal is to help empower you to dream bigger and go after that life that you desire. So if you feel like there's something missing or something that you're supposed to do, listen close. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is my friend, Darkon. We've known each other for many, many moons. And um, we have we share a lot of the same passions. We love to help other people find their uh, passion. And we like to help other people learn to love themselves unconditionally and go after the things that the dreams, the goals, the things that they have inside of them that they should be going after, but maybe don't have the uh, confidence or self-discipline or self-love to go after. So um, Darshan, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and where your passions actually lie. Well, thank you for that introduction. I'm very happy to be here. Anytime I can contribute to people, it makes, it, excuse me, it makes my life so much better. My whole philosophy in life is to be happy, feel good, and have fun. And for basically 20 years, I've been in the personal and professional development industry, doing workshops, seminars. I was a coach for a long time. I'm an author, and I've been spending a lot of my time now in the writing world in two personal development books. I'm also a poet. I've written over a 1,000 uplifting, inspiring poems on life and living your dreams to help people just to get clear about who they are and what they want. And I can do it through poetry. It doesn't have to be big old long things. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm on this planet. And that's why I'm very, very happy that you asked me to, to do this because we're going to make a difference in the world today. And this video is going to be pure magic and lives are going to change. There is no doubt of that. I agree. I think it's so much fun to to see the change in people once they start to tap into their own unique innate abilities. And once they start to realize how valuable they are on this planet, just as exactly who they are, then the magic starts to happen, right? Once you realize what you have to offer and that you are a unique individual that was put here for a reason, then I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Like beyond the sky is the limit. Yes. Well, the, what you said is absolutely key. And I think it's what stops most people from living their dreams, which is not believing in themselves, not valuing, respecting or honoring themselves. And I have a saying that I've said for years, the, the moment you take full responsibility for your greatness, for your magnificence, for your pricelessness, and love yourself unconditionally and then live that way without exception. That's when you end all of these internal struggles and once and for all have the life you've always wanted. You do that because innately, look, when you're a baby going goo goo gaga, you're good enough. And the whole world revolves around you and you know it. And then something happens. Your mother didn't change your diaper quick enough or you were hungry and they didn't come to you. And then you start thinking something's wrong and you start implanting all these negative ideas in your subconscious and then they park themselves there. And then you 
can't I'm capitalized. Maybe your brother, your sister says something or does something. You go to school and your teacher say something or the other students say something. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And you went from this perfect, amazing being that the whole world was around, re revolved around you to I'm not good enough to just to something that you want to just throw away. And if we can undo that, if you can change your mind, you who's ever listening can change your mind about who you are, everything changes. Right. I tell people all the time, and I post this on Facebook on a regular basis, you know, what other people think, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. Because all of those negative thoughts that they might be like, putting out towards you or putting at you, it, it doesn't have anything to do with you. That's them experiencing their own special, unique thing. And if you take it on yourself as a negative thing, then that's about you and how you feel on the inside. It really, everybody has their own unique path and you can take the way someone else acts or is or does, and you can turn it into something that's about you. But most of the time, it's really not about you. It's about their own journey. It's true. And it's whatever their projections are on you. So what they think about you is all really about them. Mm -hmm. They project their negativity on you because they don't have to look at it in themselves. And so many people are so afraid of what other people think. Yet here's what I tell people all the time. They're too busy worrying about what you're thinking about them to be thinking bad stuff about you. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. See, when you love and value and appreciate and respect yourself, when you feel that good about you, then you don't care what people are saying about you. It doesn't matter. The only reason it matters is because if you don't feel good enough about yourself and you are looking for them to validate who you are, that's when the problems start. And if you're constantly looking for outside validation, don't you think about that. That means you, and if you ever look at this word, are an invalid. Or if you look at the word said a different way, you are invalid. Does that make sense? Yes. Invalid. You are not even valid. If you constantly look for other people to validate your existence, what does that say about you? Your lack of belief, your lack of love for yourself. Right. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I started this inspire like video series that I'm doing is I want to bring people on to talk about different things like this, different topics like this and how just making a few little shifts in the way you show up, the way you are, the way you think about things can really change your future in exponential ways. So you've been doing this work since I've known you, which is like probably like 12 years or more. Uh, what, how, how did you come to this? What made you decide to start following this path? Was it like, did you just wake up one morning and be like, oh, this is what I'm going to do? <laughs> no, I, I did not. How I came to the path, the short version is I was in the kid in school that everyone knew and no one liked. I was kept inside while the other kids got to go out and play. Even when I was in Head Start before kindergarten, I was already in trouble. In every grade, I had problems. In second grade, I went to the principal's office 14 days in a row. Uh, in third grade, my teacher 
couldn't deal with me and he would just ignore me. That was actually the worst thing because no matter what I did, he <laughs> he would just ignore it. Fourth grade, I was an outstanding student. And people say, well, that's pretty good. I'm like, no, I was outstanding in the hall the whole time <laughs> because he couldn't deal with me. So he kept throwing me out of the class. I mean, in second grade, just to go back, I was in the principal's office 14 days in a row. They just, nobody knew what to do with me. Uh, jumping ahead, I mean, every grade I had problems. I mean, literally every grade. And here's the thing. I went to five high schools in four years in three cities in two states. And there was only one me in common. And I had problems in every school that I went to. And then I joined the military and I became a medic, trained to save people's lives. My own unit voted me most likely to be killed by them because they figured they'd be safer off with me dead than alive. Wow, that's that a was, statement. That was my life. I had no friends, no girlfriends, no nothing. And then I went to college when I got out of the army and I started studying psychology and all these light bulbs started going off in my head. And I started looking at me instead of always pointing the finger and blaming other people. And then I started going to workshops and personal development seminars and all this stuff and all these reading book after book. I didn't even own a TV for five years, learning as much as I can about me. And after about 10 years of study, I said, you know what? I think I've got enough now. And if other people have gone through this hell, I know, I mean, if I have, I know other people have, and I know I can help them. And I know I can help them quicker than it has taken me. And so I said, all right, I'm going to bring this work out into the world. And it wasn't an overnight thing by any stretch of the imagination. I've always been a teacher. I've always loved to help people. But after all those years of struggle and after all those years of learning, then I finally said, okay, let me put my two things together that I'm good at. That's awesome. So um, let's see. I don't know. I don't even know what questions to ask you at this point. But um, so like... You were super excited to do this. So what message, like if you had, and I know this would be a very difficult question I'm asking you, but if you had to sum up what you want people to know about themselves, like the one thing everybody needs to know about themselves, what would you say that is? That they're priceless, not worth less. Like the work we did all those years ago. So everyone, I'll take you through a little exercise, look at the top of your pinky, just the top, the nail and the little bit of tiny meat that's underneath the meat of your finger, not even down to the end of your nail, just the very, 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 very tip. You just squeeze it. And so I'm gonna ask you a whole bunch of funny sounding questions. Just act as if I could do everything I'm about to tell you even though I can't. Look, I've done this exercise for over 30,000 people so I know where it's gonna go. So when you look at the top of your pinky, and I say, look, I'm going to cut the top of your pinky off, just this little tiny part. You see, I'm not even squeezing down to the hole, just this little part. Cut the top of your pinky off. You won't feel a thing. No pain, no infection, no arthritis, no problems with that pinky from now until the day you die. As soon as I cut it off, it instantly heals. It doesn't grow back. It just looks like you never had the top of your pinky before. So I'm going to cut it off, and I'm going to reach into my pocket. I'm going to give you $10 million cash. Now, don't think about what you could spend the money on. It's just a value-for-value value exchange. Like if I said, hey, I'll, if you're wearing sneakers, I'll give you $10 million for one of your sneakers. Of course you give me one of the sneakers. It's $10 million, right? 
So it's just a value for value exchange. Would you give me the top of your pinky for $10 million? Now, I know that there's not people actively answering me, but just follow along. Let's say the answer is no. I'll give you $50 million for the top of your pinky. Now, let's say you say the answer is yes. Okay, so if the answer is yes, and you'd give me, I can give you $50 million for the tip of your pinky. Now, we're going to go to the entire pinky. Now, you can't get a pinky transplant. Once again, it's just a value for value exchange. You have these fingers left and your thumb, but no pinky. I'll give you $100 million more, so you'd have $150 million. If the answer is yes, we're going to go to the next finger. I'm going to make a point here. Eventually, you're going to stop. Let's say you'll say I'll sell the next finger and I'll give you a billion dollars. Now you'll have a billion, 150 million. All right, is the next finger for sale? You say no. I'm like, look, you can name your price, whatever you want. All right, you say a trillion dollars. Great. Now you have a trillion, one billion, 150. Is the next finger for sale? You got the lobster claw. You could still write. No, I'm going to stop. Are you sure? You can name your price. You can have anything you want. No, I'm going to stop. All right, great. Here's the point. If just those three fingers right there, right there, those three, you got two left. If those three fingers are worth $1 trillion, $1 billion, $150 million, then what is the rest of you worth? That's the key. Really, really think about that. Of course, the answer is that you are priceless. But so many people live their lives as they are worth less or worthless, not good enough, useless, unnecessary. That was mine, a throwaway. Nobody wanted me. That was my belief system about me. So I could never have anything because I believed that I wasn't good enough. You are good enough in every single way, in every single shape, and in every single form. Just think about if you had a little baby, would you tell the baby the crap you tell yourself? Would you tell the baby you're not good enough? Would you tell the baby... You're, you're, you're not, you're worthless. Would you tell the baby you shouldn't do this? No, of course you're going to tell the baby you can be, do, or have whatever you want. Well, right. you're going to tell that to your baby. Why wouldn't you tell that to yourself? Yeah. You are. I went priceless. to, uh, I went to a seminar not too long ago and they, what they did was they had you sit down and write a letter to your five-year-old self, but it wasn't that simple. I mean, they literally took you back to that five-year-old person and, got you in touch with them. And then they had to write a letter to your five-year-old self. And then you mailed it to yourself. So it came back to your house in a few days. And um, that was a pretty, pretty awesome thing to do. Cause you're telling your, your five-year-old self, all of the things that are possible and how amazing life is going to be. And then you get the letter like a week later and you open it up and you literally just burst into tears because you're just like, wow, I didn't realize that I don't believe this. Like, I literally don't believe the things that I wrote, but I believed them five days ago, you know? So it's so easy to fall back into that trap. So it's a constant practice of supporting yourself and believing in yourself and saying good things to yourself on a regular basis because there's so much outside influence. And for whatever reason, we always gravitate towards the negative part of that. It's so easy to do that because thoughts just like water take the path of least resistance. So if you're used to saying negative stuff over and over again, guess what happens? The least resistance path happens and that happens to be negative. So it's going to go down there. And so what you said is critical. 
you have to do it over and over and over again. You, in other words, have to build a bigger path of least resistance for the positive than you do for the negative. One of the reasons I give that exercise about your pinky is because it's an anchor. So every day you can look at the pinky and go, would a priceless person say that about him or herself? Would a priceless person believe this? Would a priceless person do or not do what I'm about to do? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. Do what the priceless person would do. Whether that's around exercise, and meaning not exercising, whether that's around eating uh, crappy or, or eating right, whether that's around relationships, would you involve yourself with bad people? And I'm not talking romantic even. It can be that. Would you hang around with negative people? Would you hang around with great people? That's the point. What would a priceless person do? You are priceless. You are an immeasurable treasure. There's no amount of money, as you just determined, by your pinky. And I don't care. I don't care how much you sell it for. Eventually, you're going to stop. So right. whatever your body, whatever you sell it for, what's the rest of you worth? There's no way out of that. You are priceless. Believe that. Start thinking that. Even if it's hard in the beginning, it's fine. Keep looking at your pinky. Look in the mirror. Just look in the mirror. Be with yourself. A lot of people can't even do that. Just stare at yourself back and be happy with what you see. Little by little by little by little. Uh, Jack Canfield, the wonderful co-author of the old Chicken Soup for the Soul series, said little hinges swing big doors. So it doesn't take much, just a little bit. You got to prime the pump. Start believing in yourself because that changes everything else. Because if you right. stay stuck in that negative path, nothing's going to change. And anything that can be learned, and negativity is, is all learned. You weren't born like that. And anything that can be learned can be unlearned. Yes. Well, and, you know, misery loves company, right? There, there's yeah. a reason why all of those things, all of those old sayings and wives' tales, they came about because of, a, you know, a reason. Like, it's true. Misery loves company. So if you hang around with people that are negative and miserable, then you're going to eventually start following along in those paths and have negative self-talk. And somebody just commented, they said, if you're used to hearing negative things all your life and you believe it, then you have to find a way to change your thinking. And that's, that's hundred percent true. And that's what we're talking about here. It's like, how do you, how do you finally see your own value and then start to have those good thoughts about yourself? Because so many people have bad thoughts about themselves. And I would venture to guess that probably like, I don't know, a huge portion of the population can't even love themselves. Like they don't even, just the thought of that almost is more than they can even handle because they, they just have such horrible thoughts about themselves that just thinking about loving themselves makes them like, whoa. Exactly. Uh, would you say a large part of the population? I wonder how much it is. My guess is it's the largest part of the large part of the population. It's probably in the high 90s. Yeah. Because we're so conditioned from childhood, it's just put in us by our parents. They're doing the best they can. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying they were raised by parents. And it was, you know, look, I'm 50 years old. 
And so our generation, you know, was World War II, World War One. Some of the parents were born, depending on how old you are. Some of the parents were born in Vietnam, whatever. You get the idea. They had a whole different world they grew up in, and they did the best they could with us. It's And that's the point. And then you go to school and all this conditioning, conditioning, condi you know, God forbid you should strike out when you get up to hit a baseball. God forbid you should miss a kick or not catch a football. All of a sudden, everybody's on you and on you. And then you start believing that stuff. It's all a lie. All right. of it is a lie. Right. Look, well, and along with that, yeah. God Go forbid you should have confidence. Yeah. God forbid you should feel good about yourself. I mean, I we used to joke around when I worked at a, a factory years ago, they always called me Susie Sunshine. And Susie Sunshine, you would think would be an awesome name to have, right? But it wasn't given out that way. It was more of a slam, you know, like, right. why are you so happy in the morning? You know, nobody else is happy in the morning. So, I mean, even just having a little bit of confidence or being joyful is sometimes slammed by other people because they're like, you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> I, I agree. And I, that just makes me smile even more. That's so what I've discovered lately, I'm people ask me how you doing. And I, all the time I'm like, I'm fabulous, stupendous, wonderful, awesome, spectacular. I'm like a broken drum. Cause I just can't be beat. <laughs> and, they, and that makes them smile. That makes them feel good. And if they're like, and walk away, who's that about? them and i'm glad they walked away i don't need that energy in my life look i want to attract the look the better i feel the better circumstances come to me the happier i am the more the universe gives me things to be happy about right so i'm attracting positive happy people that they're like wow you just made my day and that's the thing that lets me know i'm always on the right course because i'm getting responses because the universe is only sending me people that are going to match how I feel, they're going to match my vibration. That's the point. So if somebody calls me happy-go-lucky, yeah, great. I am. You want to try it? You might feel a little better. <laughs> you want to get on the bus with me? <laughs> right. Hello. Come on down. <laughs> right? And I you mean, know? I preach that stuff all the time. I'm always telling people, you know what? If somebody else is having a bad day, that's their bad day, you know? Don't pick it up and drag it along with you, you know? Without a doubt. Why? Why let it affect you? Why let somebody else's... Look, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You never get anywhere until you change it, right? Right. So whether it's their bad attitude, that's about them. But if you let it affect you, where, where's, what's that going to do for you? Here's a great tool you can use. I, this is fantastic. You're having a bad day. This will instantly change that. There's two things you can do. Tony Robbins talked about changing your state all the time. In other words, so it's impossible to feel angry if you put a smile on your face. I don't know if you knew that. It's absolutely impossible. You could be the angriest person you can be, and as soon as you put a smile on your face, your whole body changes, right? So if you're feeling down and depressed, you're breathing very shallow, your head's down, you're... But if you get up and jump up and start like, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling better, everything. So you know that you start focusing on what you want and where you're going, not on what you don't want and where you've been. Your past has passed. It's over. It's through. Your life begins now. It's waiting for you. 
So put a smile on your face, jump up, start breathing. I'm feeling good, screaming out loud. This is good. I'm good. I'm going to have a great day. I'm, I'm feeling better. You start doing that. It instantly changes. Here's the other thing. Let's say something, somebody says, just, I don't know, gets on your nerves, right? But it's not what they said. It's what you're telling yourself about what they said. You have the power to change that. Here's what you can do. Ask yourself this. 10 years from now, is what this person said going to even matter to me? And of course, the answer is no. So if it's not going to bother you in 10 years, why should it matter now? Right. It, that's the point. It's only because you keep giving it the meaning you're giving it that's causing the problem. You don't have to let people affect you. You can change what you think in an instant. And when you change what you think, you change what you feel. When you change what you feel, you change the decisions you make and the actions you take, and that changes your life. Absolutely. And then, you know, like, and if it's something that you're struggling with, I mean, set an alarm on your phone and literally put like in your alarm, whatever it is that you want to tell yourself that day. I am amazing. I can do this. I, I, whatever it is, your I am statement, whatever it is, put it in your phone so that it pops up two or three or four or five or six, 10 times a day. So that every time you look at your phone, it's right there. I am amazing. Whatever it is. It's a beautiful tool. I mean, we, we how many hundreds of times we think about that, everybody, how many hundreds of times do we look at the phone every day? I mean, it's crazy. So what if that was your screensaver? Right. I am amazing. I am wonderful. And then even if you had trouble saying it to begin with, you, you're still reading it and it's going into your subconscious. That's the beautiful part about it. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea. I've actually never done that. I'll have to do that today. Yeah. I, mean, I tell myself that a lot, but just I to use, read it. I use um, those occasionally and it varies. And the way my phone is set up, I can't really even look at it. Mine says they whispered to her, you can't withstand the storm. And she whispered back, I am the storm. I am the storm. Your phone went out. It went away. <laughs> I know. It's hard. But yeah, so I have that. It shows up on my phone. Um, and I change it occasionally depending on what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to do and all of those things. But um, you just, and sometimes it just says I am because then it just leaves it wide open. And right. And and you're pretty positive. You're pretty positive with the I am's for people who are negative. If they read, I am, they might start filling it up with negative things. That's true. Uh, right. It's, and that's the point. That's why I said little hinges, the swing big doors. Start out with something little that you can believe. When you look around at all your accomplishments, even if you're not where you want to be in life, look at what you've done and start taking note of all the little good things that you've done. And they will add up and add up and add up. And you think of a scale and then you have all these good things now that are weighing the scale down versus the bad things. And so the good things are going to come up and the bad things are going to go down and they're going to come up and up and up. And that's the point. Every time you read, I am great. I am fabulous. I am tremendous. I am stupendous. I am awesome. I'm amazing. I'm spectacular. That is because I say to people all the time, like I'm fabulous working on stupendous by the end of today, I'll be spectacular. And they just <laughs> look at me like I'm freaking yeah, crazy. I'm like, yeah, try. Yeah. <laughs> Like, try it, right? right? Well, that's the, 
or I like I am stupendous and they're like, that's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, but I'll get better. Well, what's better than stupendous? Well, I'll be spectacular by the end of the day. Come on. Right. <laughs> and it it just starts, just start doing that. Look, look, let me be clear about this. Even if you don't believe it, I don't care. Start doing it. Little by little by little by little by little. It's going to make a difference. Look, you've lied to yourself long enough, okay? Right. That you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're too fat, too thin, too short. You're not sexy enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. It's all a lie. But if you believe that lie, then you can undo that belief in that lie and you can start telling yourself that you are good enough, that you are pretty enough, that you are handsome enough, that you are tall enough, that you are perfect just the way you are and just the way you are not. Right. Well, and so let's talk about the ego for a minute. So the ego actually wants you to be right, right? Yeah. So if you believe that you are bad at math to make it simple then all day long every time you do something that has something to do with math your ego is going to be looking for something that's going to back up your belief so if you go around saying i'm bad at math then every time something happens that has to do with math you're going to go oh i can't do that because i'm bad at math or you're going to notice that you made a mistake on something and you're going to go oh well that makes sense because i'm bad at math so if you make up your mind to talk about good things and to have a positive attitude, your ego, will it wants you to be right. It wants you to be correct because it wants to feel good. So if your belief is that you are good, then your ego will try to find proof that you are good. Exactly. I, I've said this on and off for years, like, it can be taken the wrong way, so I, I'm always very careful when I say it. I've said that the ego is your friend. And what I mean by that is it wants to protect you. It wants to stop you from being hurt. wants to help you to be right or to feel good, right? Now, at a certain point, the ego, when you've, when you've, when the balance, in other words, the you stack the good stuff up so high, right? And the bad stuff is so low. The ego can get in your way a lot. And like people with low self-esteem, let's say their self-esteem is this tiny circle. Then their ego, and let me, is bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because it has a lot more to protect. But if you have a giant self-esteem, huge, well, then the ego is much smaller. So eventually people can get away from those ego struggles. I just created a partner for my ego. I called it a she-go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ego, <laughs> go with your she-go and have fun. That kind <laughs> of, <laughs> leave me alone. I go, thank you for sharing. I got this one is what I tell it. Right. <laughs> That's it still funny. comes up. Don't get me wrong. Look, I've been doing personal development work for closely close to 30 years, and I still hear the crap. I just don't pay attention to it. Right. In other words, I don't make it real. I don't make it truthful because it's a damn lie. Right. Right. 
Now, the only reason stuff keeps happening over and over and over again that happens to anybody is because of what they believe. So then the universe has to keep giving them evidence of that. That's how the law of attraction works. That is the greatest uh, law out there. You start, it's, people think, check this out. You ever say, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, and then you go to a restaurant, and as soon as you get there, there's a long line. Or the kitchen catches on fire, right? Or something goes wrong. Or the waiter's bad, or whatever. Why? Why? Because the universe had to give you more hunger. All you kept saying is, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. So the universe said, okay, great. I'll give you more hunger. You got to not do that. You can't say, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. Because then all the universe does is it gives you more evidence of that. And that's why negative things keep happening to you over and over again. Look, this is the key. This is the, the, the big tell even if you think it's a lie, I know I just said that. I, I want to drill it in. Tell the lie. I'm rich. I'm abundant. I'm prosperous. If you can't believe that you're rich, if you can't believe you're abundant, if you can't believe you're prosperous, then say, I have enough money. I have a roof over my head. I have my bills paid. I've always had my bills. If you're 40 years old, if you're 50 years old, if you're 20 years old, obviously you've had them paid because you're still here. You still got food in your stomach. Things are still working. Tell yourself some little tiny thing to believe it and just keep saying it over and over again. There's always enough. There's always enough. It's more and more is coming. And then eventually more does come. And then opportunities come to me and money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Comes out of nowhere. You start saying that. And it's amazing what happens with your prosperity. That's beautiful. Go ahead. Well, even if you just tell yourself, I have a 100% track record of getting through the day. Yes. So far, you're at 100%. You're still here, baby. You're still living. You're still doing your thing. So, I mean, you have a 100% track record of getting through the day. So what makes you think that you can't get through today? You already have 100% track record. So you're doing great. Keep going. Keep going. There's an old saying, if you're going through hell, keep going, right? Don't stop. There's also another um, Turkish proverb. No matter how far you've gone down the wrong road, turn back. They kind of contradict each other, but I think you understand the whole point. In other words, you don't have to keep going down the wrong path. But if you're going through hell, it'd probably be a good idea just to get through it. Because here's the point, whatever, I'll say it this way, what is, is, and all the rest is your interpretation. What is, is, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, People, I'll, I'll just talk personally, just a silly example. The last Avengers movie, the, the Endgame movie, did you see it? The Endgame? Yeah, the Avengers Endgame. I don't know. I've okay. seen as many Avengers movies as I can. If you start talking about it, I'll know. It was it was the last one they did just whatever year and were year they were ago all or together. Yeah. They were all together. The Hulk wasn't the Hulk anymore. He was he was okay. a combination okay. of Bruce Banner and whatever him, right? Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? All right, here's the thing. I absolutely hated that movie. I loved 
every single Avengers movie until that one for many, many reasons. But here's the point. I hated it. Other people loved it. We all saw the same movie. What's the truth? What is, is it was a, a movie projected on a screen. I had the interpretation of it. You, you, everybody listening, or maybe you, if you loved it, loved it. That's the, the, the point. What is, is. Like, I'll, I'll tell jokes often. Like, you'll have to forgive me, I'm a little bit tired. Last night I dreamed I was a muffler. This morning, I woke up exhausted. <laughs> now, right. you thought that was cute. Other people groan. Oh, God. What changed? The only thing that changed was what you told yourself about the joke. Right. So what are you telling yourself about you? What are you telling yourself about what others think? What are you telling yourself about your skills, your talents, your abilities? That is what really makes the difference in your life. And when you love and value and respect and believe in yourself, you're telling yourself great things. When you think, ah, I'm not good enough, then that spirals down the negative path. And that's why the negative things keep coming. You have the ability to change it just by the beginning. I mean, just by beginning, I should say, to tell yourself the truth, even if you think it's a lie. Because the truth, let me be clear, the truth is that you're priceless. That is the truth. Everything else is a lie. That's why I bring up a baby. You don't look at a baby and say the baby is worthless. Right. You are just a grown-up, quote-unquote, baby. You are priceless. The minute you start believing that, everything changes, I promise you. Right. And you might have to tell yourself that every single day or five or six or eight or 10 or 12 times a day, but you have to keep telling yourself that. Without a doubt, more than 12 times. Look, you're probably having, we have the estimates of 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, right? If most of them are negative, that explains why people are where they are. Right. You know the old joke about, you know, the difference between a rut and a grave? Well, it's the length and the width and how long you're in it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to dig your grave? Or do you, look, everybody could be in a rut. No, look, I'm not, nothing's, everything is not perfect. I want to let me be clear about this. In spite of 30 years of personal development, of course I have issues. Of course I have challenges. Of course I have problems. I just don't stay in them. Right. That's the point. Things bother me. Well, no, let me be clear. If I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm trying to show you firsthand. Things don't bother me. I allow things to bother me. I talk to myself and I go, yeah, that person said this. Who the heck's that person think he or she is? And then I go, what am I, what am I doing? Is this going to bother me in 10 years? Why am I letting it bother me now? And then I'm out of it instead of letting one bad thing, one, one, it's not even bad. It's just words. Bad right. is my interpretation of it. Right. That's the point. Well, and that will like, free you. If somebody walked up to you and said, you're ugly, you would go, yeah. no, I'm not. Get away from me. But you <laughs> allow yourself to talk to you that way. You right. Know? Isn't that funny? We don't talk to her. I, we don't talk to I don't talk to you like that. Why would I talk to myself like that? Right, exactly. We don't talk to our kids. That's the point. You're right. right. Whoops. 
Your Oops, book. sorry. I, uh, I, I, I get a little animated, so I move my thing. Here we go. That's all right. You're not I ugly. You. I'm not ugly. Nobody's ugly. And, and if we tell ourselves we are, that's the saddest thing, Annette. Right. It is. It is but sad. That's, that's kind of where we are. I mean, it breaks my heart when I see a, like a seven-year-old that has those feelings. And you can literally see it. As adults, we're better at hiding it. But on a child, like if you see a five or a six or a seven-year-old that's in trouble at school and they have negative opinions about their self, it's all over them. I mean, you can see it. It breaks my heart just even thinking about it. And I don't even know of anybody right now that has that going on. But it just takes one thing for somebody to say to a child for that to stick and for them to start believing it. And unless they're surrounded by people that lift them up all the time and yes. give them positive things about themselves, they're going to believe the negative things. Because why wouldn't they? You're an adult. You said something horrible to a child. You said you're not good enough or you said, you know, you're you're stupid or, or whatever it is, what horrible things we say to people sometimes. Those things, they're going to believe you because you're you're an adult. You're a, you're a figure to them that tells the truth, right? Why would they doubt you? Exactly. That's what happens with little kids. They, their parents are responsible for them completely. And so they go, well, the parents know better. They've been around longer. They know the rules. The parents are like God to them. They're the caretakers, the lovers and everything. And so if the parents say something negative and then the kid believes that, it parks itself in their unconscious. And the parents may not even have meant to say anything, or they may have just said something absolutely harmless, but because the kid doesn't have the reasoning ability or the capacity to think any other way, because they haven't been around a long time, then they just, oh my God, I'm not good enough. And they don't even know they did it. And then that carries with them all their lives. Now, here's the thing. You could spend the next 20 years trying to undo all the stuff that happened to you as a kid and get to the bottom. And maybe there's some benefit with some of that, depending on it. So you're not still repeating it. Or you can just say, okay, wait a minute. This is my life right now. What do I want? And then when you really admit it to yourself, and a lot of people won't admit what they want, because if they do, then they got to do something about it. And if they do, and then if they fail, then they have proof that they're not good enough. And then life is really horrible. See, that's what people do. They avoid finding out that who they are in reality is true. In other words, what they believe about themselves in private, they don't ever want to find out in reality is true. So they never admit what they want or they never go for their dreams. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if it's parked in your unconscious and you believe you're a failure, you're not going to go for the dreams because what if the dream doesn't happen? Then everybody was right. And if everybody's right and you're a failure and you know you're a failure, then a lot of people like, hell, it's not life's not even worth living. And that's what happens. Well, here's the thing, guys. You're not a failure. Even if your actions don't produce the results you want, that's not about you. That's only the actions didn't work. Thank God. God, Edison didn't think he was a failure. We never had had the light bulb. Right? 10,000 experiments. He just found 10,000 things that didn't work. 
So he wasn't a failure 10,000 times. He was a success. And finding 10,000 things that didn't work. It's all in how you frame everything. So just do that in the positive. Start seeing yourself as the truth, that you're priceless, beautiful, magnificent, incredible, wonderful, amazing, that God didn't make any mistakes. You're gorgeous. You're fabulous. All of that. Start saying that. Put it on your phone. That's a great, great idea. See that every day. Every day, tell yourself, look in the mirror, be with yourself, start hanging around with friends, take a little risk, do something that you never did before because you were afraid, and watch everything in your life begin to shift. Right? And if you don't have any positive people in your life, go play with the puppy. <laughs> Good point. Puppies are amazing. They love you no matter what. No matter what. Unconditional love. Yes. That's the that's the point. Look, you can always, for those of you listening, you can who don't know Annette, send her a friend request. Say you're on the video, whatever. Send me a friend request. I, I write inspirational poems every day, um, and I, not every day, most every day. And I have a page on Facebook called Feel Good Poems. Just if you want to go there, you read these little four, six, eight line poems that pick you up and make you feel good. That's the whole idea. Find something that makes you feel good and honor that in yourself. I don't care if it's taking a nap, listening to music. Let go of the guilt. Just do what makes you feel good. Get an ice cream. It doesn't matter if you're on a diet. Do something right. that makes you feel good. If an ice cream doesn't make you feel good, don't. But you get the right. idea. Take care of yourself. Honor yourself. Do what makes you feel like a kid. What did a kid do? Kid always did whatever the kid wanted to make it feel good, whether it was candy or laugh or jump or play. We become so, so adult, <laughs> adulterated. It's <laughs> a cute word, yeah. We, we become such adults. It's crazy. Like, That's funny. What, there you go. What happened to being a kid? I mean, seriously, I mean, look at me. Look at the animation, the fun. I'm not just... All right, um, step one, we must do this. I know, laugh, fun. I make everybody laugh every day. It's one of my goals. I make myself laugh, play. I'm, I'm in TJ Maxx, I'm dancing. And people are looking at me like, but I'm happy. That's the point. When I walk my dogs three or four miles, I'm I'm playing music that I'm listening you know, with my fingers while I'm dancing. I'm hopping down the street. You know what? And if it changes one person's life, mine, that's all that matters. And I say that. I don't limit that. That, that gives me a, something else to say. People knock you all the time for being, oh, you're just selfish. No, 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 no. Now, here's the difference. You're self-centered. Here's what I mean by that. Being selfish is like a two-year-old. Me, 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 it's all about me. You can't have it. They don't want to share. If they give you anything of theirs, they cry. They feel a loss. Self-centered is having a healthy regard and respect for yourself. Bob Proctor, the wonderful speaker, talks about that. Take care of this. Have a healthy regard and respect for you. Take care of you. It's like I always say, if you're traveling on a plane and the oxygen masks drop down, and you're traveling with a child, who do you put the mask on first? Yourself. If, if any of you have thought, 
You put it on the child, you're wrong. Because who is going to take care of the child if you pass out? Right. You have to take care of you. Then you can take care of everybody else. You cannot give from an empty cup. Fill yourself up first. And then you're much better helping everybody else. Do what makes you happy. Be self-centered. Have a healthy regard and respect for you. Right. And that goes into like the whole package. Like eat well, sleep well, do the things that you need to do to be healthy and learn to love yourself in a manner that if the world came crashing down tomorrow, you would still love yourself and you could still love other people. So right. like, I tell people all the times, if you're in a relationship with someone and I've learned this the hard way and they decide that it's time for them to move on, do you love yourself enough to be able to continue on with your life? Or did you literally give up who you are to love that person? And when they leave, they take that part of you with them. You have yes. to love yourself enough to be able to be okay when things around you fall apart. And that's where most of us are struggling is that we, we only love ourselves when other people like us and love us and treat us like we're worthy. But if we learn that we are worthy at our deepest core, then if somebody decides to treat you badly, you're like, okay, that's not about me. That's, that's about them. And exactly. you're okay. It might still hurt your feelings, but you're not going to be devastated. No. And when you love yourself, it doesn't matter. First of all, you're not going to attract people that do that. But here's the other point. If someone leaves, it's not about you. Here's the other part. He or she, whoever you are in a relationship with, is just honoring him or herself, whatever that is, even if he or she doesn't feel good about himself. Because it could be the it could be the opposite. Why don't you think about this? I'll just say you because I'm looking at you. Me and you are in a relationship and you decide to leave. No, I'll say it the other way. I'll just I'm gonna put it. Me and you in a relationship, and I decide to leave. We'll watch. You'll see why in a minute. Because you'll see why. I leave because I see that you've grown in your life, that you're going places, that you've got your doctorate, that you're just this, you're like, oh, my God. But I leave because I don't feel like I'm good enough to be in a relationship with you. So I leave to find somebody who's also not good enough to match how I feel about me, then when you have two people who are not good enough together, it's the recipe for disaster. Right, for and, sure. And that's the point. So I'm, so I could leave because I don't feel worthy of you, or so that honors me because I got to go with whatever vibe I got to go with, or I leave because I'm like, you know what, I'm in a whole different place. And there's different things I want to do in my life. It's not about her. I, I love her, whatever. I don't love her. I, I don't care. She was this. Relationships are only there to show us ourselves anyway. And so I got what I needed to get. Now it's time to move on. And all the conditioning about relationships says you shouldn't do that. Your yourself is this, that. Yet everybody does. Look at the divorce rate. Oh it's my God. way above 50%. Because people get married for all the wrong reasons. They get married for what is it, to live happily ever after. They think the other person's going to complete them. 
I'll give you a good example. Make pretend that this is the letter C. It is from the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> and then this is the letter C. So a lot of people come together in a relationship. They're call it a half a person and they meet another person who's half and together they think that they make a whole. That doesn't work. You've got to be perfect, whole, complete. And the other person's got to be perfect, whole, complete. And then come together and then you make a whole in that sense. You're whole, he or she is whole. And then you can have a beautiful relationship. And if, if it ends, it ends. But you're whole. It doesn't matter. That's the point. It's not going to take your life because you're not making that other person responsible for your happiness, for your joy. You're responsible for that, not him or her. Yep. Wow. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Does it feel like we've been doing this for 54 minutes? <laughs> are you joking? No, I'm now, are you serious? I'm serious. Actually, I thought it was about 20 or 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Why don't we wrap it up? It's not because of the time, but I know you had another call you had to be on. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, they know how. But for those who are watching who don't know, what do they got to do? Um, well, first of all, I would say click on the little three dots at the corner of this video and say follow and see first so that you don't miss any of these videos series that we're doing. And um, Darshan is also tagged in this post. You can follow him on his page. And I also added your free, feel good poems in here. But what's the best way for people to reach you if they want to follow you or or maybe even talk to you about what you do or, you know, maybe even get some help or whatever it is that they need. Um, well, so they can do it on Facebook. They can send me a friend request, whatever. It's Darshan Gabriel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L, Shanti, S-H-A-N-T-I, and Darshan is D-A-R-S-H-A-N. So that's Facebook. They can call me, uh, text me directly and say, hey, I was on the live with uh, Annette or Dr. Stevenson, however they know you. And so it's 505-340-9878, 505-340-9878. Email is not great for me. I don't check it nearly as much. It's, it's Facebook. They can send me an instant message on Facebook. That's the other way to do it. I mean, my website's darshanshanti.com. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. You could sign up and get a whole week-long course about building a rock-solid self-esteem it's free. So D-A-R-S-H-A-N-S-H-A-N-T-I.com. Just sign up, leave your info. You'll see. I don't bug people. If you want more information, you'll get a hold of me. That's how it works. Awesome. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed the last hour of our time and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for pouring into me and all of these people and doing what it is that you do and have been doing for years. I know that. Um, and I tell people this all the time that helping other people makes me feel fulfilled. So when I see the light bulb come on in somebody else, I actually benefit from that as well. So me helping other people makes me feel successful and worthy and all of those things 
because I love sharing the things that I've learned over time, just like you do. You know, if you help nobody else for the rest of your life, you've already helped a lot of people. And if you help just one, you've changed the world. And if you never helped anybody else ever again, completely without a doubt, a hundred percent, you are indeed worthy, priceless, yes. good enough. It doesn't matter. It just makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. And that's why we do it. Look, folks, be happy, feel good and have fun. Cause that's the very best way to get everything done. I love your poetry. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from this, please make sure and hit subscribe. Leave me an amazing review and share this with your friends.